0: This is the Flavor of Leadership podcast. I am your host, Clint Hoops. Together, we explore the unique blend of leadership wisdom that helps top leaders consistently achieve work goals, develop personally, and find fulfillment with family. Let's get started. Welcome back. This is episode number 17, and today it is my honor to welcome my most amazing guest on the show today, my wife, Angie hi welcome to the show Thank you. This is her first appearance on the show today and so grateful to have her on. She is the mother of our five and actually soon to be six wonderful children and without her we truly would all fall apart <laughs> She is also the the one that finally helped to push me over the edge to do this podcast. I'd been talking about it for years and she is the one that helped me finally, have the courage to get out here and and do this. So she is amazing. So welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Usually I'm just trying to keep the kids quiet so there's no background noise. So it's kind of fun to be on this end of the microphone.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much. You know, Angie and I were talking earlier today about some podcast topics and she's really good about helping me kind of work through things and figure out, you know, what to share and and what might be useful. And we were talking about a few different topics, and we began to start talking about how so many of the topics that we discuss on the show apply to leading a family as parents as well. There are so many different topics that, as I bring it up to to Angie and we start talking, she will instantly say, Oh, well, that's just like this. And, you know, Angie is an amazing leader in our family. And so I wanted to have her on the show to talk about. Vision and strategy for a family. We know that vision and strategy is incredibly critical to businesses and to if it's a business you own or run or it's a department that you run. So important to make sure that you you know where you want to go. And it's just as important for a family to know where you want to go. You know, Stephen Covey said we need to begin with the end in mind and his seven habits of highly effective people. And that is certainly true for a family and just like it is in a business. So as Angie and I were talking through this, we thought, do you know what? It's worthwhile to, to have a discussion around this on, on the show.
1: Yeah, you're right. Because as we, you talk about begin with the end in mind and for our family, I feel like that's been one of the biggest the biggest motivators is looking at other families that are farther down the road or at a different point and realizing where they are. And it almost gives you a light at the end of the tunnel where it's like, that's what we're working towards. That's what we want. So now how did they get there and and what do we need to do to get there too?
0: Yeah. Whether it's kids that are just well-behaved and good and on the right track to just getting through. All the kids out of diapers or <laughs> getting whatever the next stage is, right? You start thinking, man, if we could just get to that point and and have everyone on the right track and and moving in the right direction, it can make a big difference.
1: Well, and you look at a lot of things in life are that way. You look at someone in a different different stage or a different this, and the rewards that they are enjoying, it all builds. You have to go through the different stages almost like building a house you got to build the foundation and then you've got to build the walls and and finally at the end you have this beautiful place to be in or 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 that's the finished product and you can't get to that finished product without all the work that that leads up to it so
0: yeah and going back to the beginning with the end in mind if you don't know where you want to end up it makes it really hard to get there
1: i think one of the biggest surprises of parenthood is when you when you become a parent you realize it's you don't i don't know sometimes you don't know what you're doing and you just think okay here i am but i i don't know and uh, you feel clueless and i imagine it's that way when you are in a new position at work or a new job or a new situation or a new you know anything and I think that one of the biggest ways that has helped me is learning because admitting I don't know what to do. So I'm going to, f- I'm going to learn, read books, ask mentors, people you trust, people that have been where you are. And that, that has been one of the biggest things I think that's helped me as a mother and a parent. And like you say, a leader of our family is just learning.
0: Yeah. I, you know reading books that's something that both Angie and I love to do and I love reading business books love reading books about family and Angie is the one that has really helped helped in our family with hey let's let's read this book let's learn about this let's let's take what this person says and apply it to our family just like business books that you'll read you'll have this long book and it'll have all these different pieces And in the end, if you can take just one part out of the book and apply it, it was worth taking the time to read the book. And, you know, I've always loved the quote that, you know, leaders are readers, you know, and I I think it was Harry, Harry Truman said, you know, not all readers are leaders, but all leaders are readers. And I think if we want to be great parents, you can be a parent without being a reader. And that's the tough thing. There's no one there to fire you. (laughs) right and so whether you like it or not you're going to stay a parent and and you need to be able to to be the best parent you can and taking that to heart and reading and learning can make all the difference in our abilities to improve as parents
1: i think for me instead of continuing to feel clueless as a parent It helps so much to learn from other experts or, like I say, other mentors in our lives, because instead of taking a shot in the dark, you feel like you turn the lights on and then you can see where you're aiming. And that's where, you know, knowledge is power. And so learning all that you can learn helps you pick out the pieces that you need for your your situation. And, And that's that's what helps the most, especially. When you're in a family and you can't you can't fire anybody. So you, you the challenges you have are ones that you have to face. And so learning how to face them in the best way possible is, yeah.
0: It's tough as parents and leaders of a family. Just like in a business, you wear many hats and there are never ending issues to worry about along the way. But in a family, it's just a little bit different. You have to, there there are different things that you're able to do. And with that comes, comes a lot of different challenges. And just like at work, as you're working with your people, and in this case, your family members, sometimes the things that work for one employee don't work for others. You know, we have to, we have to figure out how to help employees succeed and to reach their, their biggest potential. And where they want to go, I think the same thing goes true for our kids. Yeah,
1: you know, there, there's two different ways that I'm, um, my mind is going right now. And you say leaders wear many different hats, and the same is true for parents and mothers. And um, a comforting thought that someone told me once was, you do wear a lot of different hats, but you don't have to wear them all at the same time. So I think as a mother, or as a parent, or as a leader. It's okay to focus sometimes on one thing at a time and know that the other times will come. And and so you don't have to wear all the hats at one time.
0: So even though you can see all of the different problems, all the different things that need to be fixed and worked on in your house or in your business or in your family or with your children. Yeah, you see them struggling with things, right? I know we go through that sometimes. We'll, We'll sit and talk and say, oh this child they really can use some extra help here if we could spend a little extra time helping them or they're struggling with this thing can we help them and it can get overwhelming thinking man we are in charge of everybody and and we have to we have to figure out how to help them
1: right and sometimes you just take on one at a time and you think i'm going to i'm going to work on this challenge right now and and these challenges can wait uh so it takes a little bit of prioritizing i think but I think you make the best progress when you do it that way. And then it goes back to the learning. When our children are faced with a specific challenge or they have a, you know, something that they need help with, I feel like it's my job as a mother to kind of become a little mini expert in that category. Sometimes the different challenges your children have lead you to learn new things that you need to learn to be able to help them, whether it be learning about nutrition or learning about teaching children to read or helping a child with it's endless
0: and sometimes you know as you as you're going through all those things trying to help each child they're not necessarily things you ever wanted to learn about but you're but you have to you you have to they need your help and so because they need you you as the leader or the parent have to go and figure it out do something different especially when when you're trying to help them you know, you know they're a good person in, you know, in the business side and you want to help them. They have the right heart. They have the right, you know, we talk about the culture, or we talk about somebody who is, you know, is humble and, and wants to do things right. At work, we want to do everything possible to keep those kind of people in on our team. And so we do everything we can to help them along. And when they struggle, we have to come up with different ways to help them. And for the right people, it's worth it. And in our family, all we have are right people, and so when they struggle, they're they're all the right people.
1: I was just thinking about the, the saying that a lot of people say: it takes a village to raise a child, and I think you know in business so often you'll you'll pull in an expert or consult someone about a specific thing or or someone who knows so much more than you at a, about a topic that you're working on at work, and sometimes for families that's important too. And one of the things that has helped me so much is we pulled together a group of moms that all that wanted to be better and wanted to learn. And we read a book together about parenting and being able to bounce ideas off of each other and learn ways that they were succeeding that might help in different situations. It was a a very unique and a very wonderful thing to be able to consult with other people about one of the most important things that I care so much about and care so much about the success of. And so just like you would in work, consult experts. I think as parents, we can also do that, whether it be other mentors in our lives, experts in books, or, you know, in, in whatever way it is, but that's another important way is involve other people so that you can get the resources you need to help your family succeed.
0: Yeah. Sometimes having that perspective, that outside perspective from other people can help give us ideas or, or they might even be able to help see things that we, that we can't see. You know, you would think that, you know, us, like, like I said, at the beginning, we're, we're about to have our sixth child and you'd think we'd have some things figured out by now, but I'm telling you every single one is so different. They're so different from each other. It's like, you have to start over completely. Each one is almost like it's your first again. (laughs) And and that's part of the challenge. And I think it's the same way at work. You know, every time you, you bring on a new employee, it changes the whole dynamic of the team. And you have to recalibrate again and figure out where you're at. And, you know, like we said, some of the things that you do for one employee doesn't work for another. But the dynamic as it changes, it can get better every time. I think as we're consistent with what we do as leaders. at work consistency is so critical. I know that if I'm consistent in what I do as I'm leading my people, they know what they're going to get from me. They know what to expect. They know what I expect. And, you know, we've, we've done, we've shared on this podcast before the story of green and clean from Stephen Covey. And I I shared, it was a few podcasts ago. I shared, I shared the story, but green and clean is all about setting clear expectations of what someone's duties are. So they set the clear expectations of what their duties are and what they need to accomplish. And at work, that's the only way you can do it. People get confused. They want to know what a good job looks like in their job. And so we've tried to do that same thing in, at our house with, with Green and Clean.
1: Yeah. And one of the best examples is uh, chores. Instead of having a specific thing they need to do for a job, like vacuum the family room, and someone else's job is to pick up the family room. Then you have one child saying, well, I can't vacuum until the other one picks up. And then it, it, it creates this contention and this. it just makes it harder. And then one child thinks they're off the hook because the other one didn't do their job first. And instead we've switched to zones. And so each child has a zone in the house that they are completely in charge of. So they have to pick up their zone, put things away from their zone, and vacuum.
0: Even if it wasn't their stuff. Even if it right? wasn't your
1: stuff. Because sometimes yeah. in life, we have to deal with someone else's stuff. And so I think that has been one of the best ways that we can have helped us to be consistent is that they have their own responsibility that is very clear and very, it's not dependent upon other people's jobs because one child is in charge of the family room and everything in that family room is his responsibility and someone else's responsibility is the bathroom. And so it's not, they don't cross, they have their own, it makes it very clear. It makes it very easy to see who has and hasn't done what they need to do.
0: The thing I love about this is we shamelessly stole this from another family that we respect (laughs) and we thought, wow, they're doing some things right and uh, this was something we took and implemented. And it was not everything you implement as a leader or as a parent works immediately. This was one of those things that we implemented. And it seemed like it just worked. It just worked for our family. It's yeah. so
1: it's, much better. Yeah. But the thing, the consistency of doing their responsibilities stays the same. But sometimes the motivation, that's what we kind of have to shake up. Because when they were, when our kids were more little, it was, you know, they'd do anything for a sticker on their chart and it was like, go to your job and you'll get a sticker and they would be so thrilled and yes, I would love to get a gold star on my chart. And now that they're getting older, we've had to kind of change the motivation or change the reward. So those are, those are some of the things that I think shake up and help kind of keep them excited or keep them engaged, but the consistency of the expectations stay yeah, the same.
0: That's excellent. Yeah, it's good. You need to change that as 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 time goes on and make sure it makes a difference. I I remember once uh, this wasn't this wasn't too long ago, but I remember one of our children as they were getting older, we had this little extra job that we wanted to do, and it was going to take half an hour or so. And and we thought, oh yeah, th- this is this is so fun. We could motivate them really easy. We said, look, I'll give you a whole dollar if you will go and do all of this stuff. And I remember I can't remember which 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 kid it was, but they said, eh. Now, you know, and I'm like a dollar. You got to be kidding me. When I was little, a little dollar, I would have done that in a heartbeat. That would have worked for three hours to get a dollar when I was that age. And, but things change, times change and, and it goes from the gold sticker to now they won't even do it for a dollar, you know? So, so we, we either have to increase our price or, uh, or do something else. I don't know, but, but it can change. So, so that's a big one though. Making sure to motivate them properly. You know, in our house, some things you do because you live in the house. And so you do it and make it happen. And there are other things that are above and beyond where we want to give them a chance to learn to work and learn to grow. And so so we do some of those things. But I think that one of the other things that Angie is so good at, that I've been so grateful for, that I've tried to learn to do better as a father, but then also in, in business, is individual appreciation. Making sure that people feel special for who they are and for the work that they've done. I think that's critical for everyone's happiness and success. And I've seen Angie do that with each one of our children. I mean, she does it with me as well and lets me know how much she appreciates me. And it makes our whole family feel happier and it helps bring us closer together. And so I know as we do that with our kids and as we do that with the people we lead, when we appreciate them, they feel it. And they feel a connection to us.
1: And sometimes that appreciation or that love or that acceptance is a much greater reward than anything that could be monetary or a prize or a treat or a toy or, you know, sometimes that, that inner.
0: Like satisfaction. Yes. The
1: inner satisfaction is so much it's a, it's a true motivator. It's almost not, like an
0: acceptance. Like they know that you've accepted, you know, you, you care and know.
1: Yeah. And I think you get a, a bigger response and a more genuine response when they truly feel appreciated and loved and accepted and and all of those things.
0: Yeah. I believe it's that way for, yeah. For, for all of us in all parts of life. Another true principle that I, that we that we thought of as we were going through this is is that about you know sharing a meal and how that can connect you in at work I know when I want to connect with someone or I want to have a conversation that's deeper I want to get I get, I got to get out of the normal flow of things and we we go and we share a meal together we'll go to lunch we'll go do something to help help connect each other there's something about that That makes a difference, and I know as a family that's been probably one of the most important things to us as a family is sharing a meal, sharing our meals together, and whether it doesn't—they don't have to be fancy, but just being together and being able to converse and being able to learn more about each other. You think you know so much about each other because you're family and you live together, but it's amazing how much you can learn just by sitting down around the dinner table.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And one of our kids favorite things is when they share, you know, the the best part of their day and the worst, worst part of their day. And that's a fun, a fun way. Like you say, when you're around the dinner table and you all are sharing and learning and enjoying food together, it's uh, some of our best times as a family happen around the dinner table.
0: Yep. Meals are an important time. So as we go through this and we've We've been able to see how our vision and strategy within our families can be so critical to our success and also at work. Let's take the time in our own lives to evaluate our vision and our strategy for our family. Where do we want to go? When we talk about beginning with the end in mind, what do we want the end to look like? So that's our challenge today is evaluate your vision and your strategy for your family and for your business and determine what you want the future to look like and begin making those small changes day by day. Ange, thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: You're welcome. It was fun.
0: Until next time, hopefully she'll come back on with us again. Until next week. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the Flavor of Leadership podcast you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at flavorofleadership.com. Thanks for listening.